Your favorite NFL team is getting ready for a new season of football. From OTAs to minicamp, Odyssey is your home for local sports talk and coverage all off-season long. Get updates on key storylines, rapid reactions, rookie reports, and more. From people who know the team the best, it's always football season with Odyssey. Stream the shows you love on your computer, phone, smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. <laughs> that was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. I don't really care what the morning show has to say. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch! Yeah! You- Gentlemen, the weekend. Good morning, Ben and Woods, ninety-seven three, the fan. Today is Friday. It's been a long uh, week, certainly, and uh, looking forward to getting out to spring training. Getting out of here for a while, a few days. Go see the the uh, the fellas out in Peoria next week. Uh, we will be out there. Very very excited to do that and uh, bring you some. In my opinion, what's going to be some pretty elite content. I've already got some great ideas of some things we can do. The uh, hijinks that we will uh, experience at spring training, they never disappoint. I say, uh, you know, setting big standards for ourselves. But uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. So good. We should put that in a Friday intro. So glad the weekend's here. Uh, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood bespectacled sports anchor, joins us as well. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. We're not going to do anything that could potentially embarrass me or get us kicked out of the Padres Spring Training Complex, correct? Would you say hijinks and fun? Not too much fun. I don't think so. I don't think think at the complex. I mean, like in our Airbnb is when we do some really good bits and... You know, we have uh, got some stuff planned. Adam already knows he's a dead man. When he put the budget restrictions on us, I mean, he knows that he's just going to get dragged the entire <laughs> the entire week. We're out at spring training as we're, uh, you know, trying to uh, to have some fun with it. That's what we do. We pa- like to have Polly fun. and I this morning found a potential upgrade. I know it's last minute for our Airbnb, but he'll have that news in our Rindle report. Coming up later. Walter White's underwear up for auction? No, no. Oh. I'll just go ahead. Why don't we just get to the Rindle Report now? Long tease. We can just do the Rindle Report right now. That was the long tease. So, what else is new? Hi. 
Did we have a different open slightly this morning? A little bit. <laughs> you guys changing around a little bit? Think things were getting a little old or stale? Yeah, it gets stale and old sometimes, and you like to keep it fresh. We do. It's important for us to keep things fresh on this program. I don't really care what the morning show has to say. <laughs> laid me out yesterday. Absolutely laid me out. I had a, a long day. I had my buddy flew in from Dallas uh, with his girlfriend, uh, and she's here for a conference. And they're going to stay at La Costa, which is up near my home. And I said to him, like an idiot, hey, I'll just scoop you up. What time do you land, bud? One of my best friends. It was my mentor in radio, my pal Bauman. Many people that have listened to me for a long time know about my buddy Bauman. I said, uh, when do you land? He said, noon. I said, all right, we're off the air at 10. I can kill a couple hours, go to the driving range, go get a Jersey Mike's, which we talked about sandwiches yesterday. So 10.03, I'm in line at Jersey Mike's. Got that done. Went to the driving range. Now, his flight was delayed. So I'm like, oh, my God. Delayed about 45 minutes. So I drive to the airport, and I sit in the parking lot. You know the lot, the, the cell phone lot? And I wait. Watch a little full swing on my phone. Called Paulie, talked to him for a while, and just waited and waited and waited. This plane's been on the the ground for about thirty minutes, and he texts me, he goes, "Just now deboarding." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Then they had to get their luggage, so it's it's like two o'clock. What went from "I'll pick you up at noon" is now two, and my whole day is shot. So I <clears throat> I pick him up, drive him to La Costa, then I go get the kids from school, and I go to the grocery store, and I come home. After that, just a long, normal day. My phone has gone bat-ass crazy. My texts and Twitter explodes, and I'm like, what the hell is everybody talking about? All I wanted to do was come home and watch Tiger Woods at the Genesis. So I'm scrolling through this, and I go, oh, all right. So, I right, listen. If you have tuned in this morning to hear me upset or, like, you know, eviscerate somebody. I'm not gonna like it's. I'm not in the business of like ripping on my own team. This is our team here at 97.3 The Fan. I think it's bad business. Um, I will say this: the very, very first lesson, the the day one lesson that I learned in this crazy, weird business of sports talk radio or just talk radio in general, was that the morning show. Our job is to lift all boats. That's our job. That's your job in the morning. The morning show sets the tone for the entire station, right? You've heard this before? I have heard that before. That is our job. If we don't do it, we fail. And they need <laughs> and they need to replace us with somebody that can. That's the legit like that you get a couple of years and you'd better start lifting the station and lifting the other shows around you. That is our number one job. We set the tone. We're the leadoff hitter, right? What's the leadoff hitter's job? Set the table. Get, Get on, on base. base. Yeah. That's it. So I th- I don't think. I know for a fact that since the day we got here to 97.3, the fan, we've done it. Um, the proof is in the numbers. The proof is in, you know, our, our bank account this morning. Thank you to the Tier 1s. You guys are amazing. Um, you're incredible. The best audience around. So we've we've lifted the, the boats here at 97.3, the fan. I think we represent the station well. Um, our show is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. You are going to see, you know, pictures of me in my underwear imitating Tom Brady. You are going to hear some different things on our show. It's different. Different's okay. Different's okay. I mean, every, you know, a lot of shows, 
rip a bunch of calls, talk to a bunch of people nobody's ever heard of. I mean, that's just not who we are. It's not what we do. It's not who I want to be. It's not, and, and we, I fight tooth and nail to make sure that we are a little bit different. Now, we're not revolutionary uh, by any stretch, but, you know, our job is to make the station better, and we do that. So I don't – I'm not saying, you know, nobody has to listen to this show. I don't care. I don't care. Like, if our, if our colleagues don't like us or respect us, I don't care. Our audience does. We've got a big one. So um, that's just kind of where I stand. I'm not, you know, I, I want to be part of a team that pulls for each other and everybody's in it together, especially this year. My God, like, we have the best. We have so much to look forward to this year. And it starts for us on Tuesday morning when we pull up to Peoria and we'll be, <laughs> Paulie sent the damn list over to Padres PR yesterday. I almost crapped my pants. <laughs> I'm looking, reading the list. I'm like, this 14 all stars on this list. I'm like, what do we have? We have nothing to complain about. I'm, I'm, I'm elated. I'm so excited. The, the bit though, the, the conversation that was had. Yeah, do we? We should put this his, into context. Was hysterical yesterday, right? Yeah. Let's put this into context a little bit of, of, of why Coach said what it, what he said, right. uh, because he was talking about a potential, a potential move that he thought that the Dodgers could make to improve their roster going into the season. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the audio yet of Corbin Burns, uh, Corbin Burns, the you know ace of the Milwaukee Brewers, goes in and uh, they, they drive him to arbitration. I mean, they come to arbitration, and we're talking about a $700,000, I think that was the number, a seven hundred thousand dollar difference. Uh, I think he was asking for ten million seven hundred fifty thousand, and they counted with ten million ten thousand. Right, so, so seven hundred forty thousand. Seven forty for your ace. Your ace. One, one the, minimum salary. Yeah, a little less than one minimum salary in Major League Baseball. And instead of just saying, "Yeah, dude, we can, we'll do, we'll do ten seven five done." They go, ah, we're gonna take it to arbitration. And then you know, if you don't know anything about the arbitration process, they're like, "Well." You sent a tweet on March third that rankled some feathers, and they just take they. Just, it's like a court case, and they just pound you with all the stuff you've done wrong. You hung a slider that one time, and that guy hit a game winner off you, and you're like, "Are you kidding me? I'm like the best pitcher." So arbitration for a player is embarrassing, and especially a player of that caliber. So I guess they were talking about that audio. We'll play that audio at some point today, and uh, and then this happened. Why are you so worried about the Dodgers? Who cares? We don't want to make I'm them better. I'm not worried about the Dodgers. We want to make them better. Texas You're Rangers. To start an argument. Texas make Rangers. It sound good on radio. Texas Rangers could use him. They could go trade for him right now. Well, they might. Degrom's out. Degrom's hurting right now. He's slowed down. Just saying. Uh, stop trying to help this well, Am rival. I not allowed to talk about other teams? Well, I can talk well, about anybody but the Dodgers. Well, your your first inclination came to the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't need I don't I don't need the morning show on our ass about us Dodger loving coach. I don't really care what the morning show has to say. <laughs> oh wow, that's kind of mean. <laughs> well, I mean, if if they don't like uh, the way we talk, uh, you know, I never criticize their show. I'm just saying, this is the we don't want to speak we don't want to speak Dodger Dodger uh, improvements into fruition. Okay, well, we're just trying to have good sports chatter today. I guess you're not interested in it. I'm not interested in helping the Dodgers out in any in any sort sort of sense at all. I didn't say to help them out. I'm just saying if I was Andrew Friedman. No, oh, well, you think Andrew Friedman's going to go on what I say? Maybe. Does he listen to your show? He could. I don't know. He might. I don't know why. Why don't you investigate and let me know? I'm gonna. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I brought. 
we kicked around no Padres, but this is well, the Dodgers should trade for him. Come on. Well, you said we said you said I don't know what the Padres would have to give up to to go and get him. I'd love and to I see said, him well, if I were Andrew Friedman, since we haven't done anything in L.A. this year, you know, uh, and the Padres are kicking my rear end right now in the free agent market. Maybe if this guy's available, I've got the wherewithal to go and spend ten point seven million dollars. It. It is. It did. If it had just stopped at that, I probably would have said, "Why would? Why would we care what Andrew Friedman does? You know how he improves his roster." I mean, coach is right. It, you know, Corbin Burns would improve the Dodgers, yeah, 100%. as he would any other rotation in baseball. No question. So no question. That, he's he's totally right about that. And you know, so I I can't criticize the content in terms of. I think, His accuracy. I think that goes without saying. You know, like, hey, every NFL team could use a Pat Mahomes. I don't know. How, I don't know how groundbreaking that is. Um, that said, you know, it. It. it I thought Braden was just tr- twisting him into a pretzel a little bit, just for the, just to have some fun. But listen, I mean, I. I. You know, we talk about Dodger love a lot. Shoot, we got a picture of Ben in here with Dave Roberts. This is Ben. You do a great job on it. It's. You just can't take it so seriously. And, and Ben, you do a great job. Yeah, there you go. You know, when I first started in radio and I worked with Coach, his show and the entire station was the number one sports talk radio show in L.A. We were also number one in Orange County, number one in San Diego. So we talked a ton of Dodgers, Angels, sure. Lakers, everything up there. We had guests on. I mean, we... We were killing it up in Los Angeles. They had no sports talk up there. Yeah. And and that's so we were Southern California's sports talk station. Talk USC, UCLA, everything. It was just part of what we did. Now, this station is different. We are a San Diego sports talk station. And in particular, we're the Padres station. So I do feel like you have to tread a little more lightly. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm well, going to be listen, objective do. and honest about what I think about the Padres and the Dodgers and the NL West, but... At the same time, we're never going to have a Dodgers forward program. No, no. I mean, <clears throat> in fact, we have the producer of Cocaine Bear on today. So, as I said, we, we, we're going to do we do it a little bit differently here. And uh, it's, he's a Mariners fan, by the way. If anyone, oh, he is. If I don't know if that's going to open us up to any criticism, but yeah, he's a, uh, he's from Seattle and he is a Mariners fan. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't. I, it's not. I don't not. I don't want to start any. Uh, any beef or be a culture problem or any of that stuff. I just want to continue to uh, do well here. And, uh, you know, we've got, what, nine months left on our deal uh, here at 97.3 The Fan. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's all all we can do, right? I mean, I'm anybody that wanted me to come in here and pitch a fit this morning, it's not going to happen. I have a show. It does really well. I'm very happy. I love my colleagues here, uh, these two dudes in the room. And uh, that's really where it ends for me. I'm I'm not in the business of of ripping guys on my own stage. There's nothing to pitch a fit about. Coach shouldn't care what we have to say. He should care what his listeners have to say. Sure. And the station, obviously, the audience. We have listeners as well. If I if I was coach, you know, I'd want as many of the tier ones to stick around for my show as well. But what we have to say, no, he should not care a lick about what we have to say in the morning. You agree or disagree? I disagree. You disagree. Yeah. He should care what we Not say. Not care, but, I mean, well. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have brought that to the table today had I, you know, had he not mentioned us. Right. Yeah, I mean, so. 
I like a harmonious existence. <laughs> you know, as you know, I'm very harmonious. So that's what it is. You're harmonious. That's why you choose cheesy '80s love songs. That's right. Daily Diddy theme. I finally get choice. All week long, we've been waiting uh, because Woods lost a couple of Take on Woods uh, games. Get my uh, ass kicked this week. Yeah, so it's garbage. I, so I'll get the last choice this week. Or Daily you, Diddy is you, coming up. Are you involved in some collusion with the uh, Take on Woods? I game swear to God, I'm not. Be, you'll have. If, I mean, if you win today, you will have the theme <laughs> next week. On Tuesday. Well. Yes. If you lose today, a listener will get it on Tuesday. And you'll get you'll it on, have Wednesday. The theme on Wednesday. So, yeah, once That'll be like three weeks in a row. I think you're throwing games just to. Can you imagine? Just to get the theme, just to get the order changed every single week. <laughs> if that's the case, my life is very sad. It's. A very, I'm a very sad person. Padres make another move yesterday. That, I can't uh, believe this. Could be another no- one. Could be nothing at all. Yeah. Could be something. We'll talk about that coming up. The Corbin Burns story. Tiger at Riviera. By the way, who was right? Woods was Lay it on me. Right. I want it. I under, need some adulation. Under 73 and a half. Yeah. yeah, he nailed it. God, that was the most Three exciting I've been. Three round. We'll talk about that as well. He tees off, by the way, in just over an hour. I was screaming. So we'll have some live updates from Tiger on the golf course during the show this morning. Should be a good one. Friday fun. Craig Elston. And as Woods mentioned, the producer of Cocaine Bear are going to be with us as well. Last show of the week. Let's make it a good one, everybody. Tier Ones, thanks for joining us. Let's get a check of traffic and be back with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. us very happy but one of us you've made extremely happy who who picked this one Paulie? that was me oh you picked this yeah. this was not a listener selection no this was me what a what a what a choice i know he's got a little bit of you call doo-doo voice no i like huey, huey does, he does but... have a little bit but you know the rumor about him don't you no Don't. Paul, do you know the Huey Lewis rumor? I know Woods well enough that I know what my mind goes to (laughs) when he says, you know, the rumor about someone. Look over here. That's what I I figured you were talking about. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, word around the campfire. Randy Johnson and Huey Lewis. Word around the campfire (laughs) is that Huey Lewis will get you real good. It's not a rumor that you work hard to dispel. Dispel. Yes. If it gets out there. Yeah. You're like, oh, stop. No. No, tell me more about it. <laughs> yeah, that, I love Huey Lewis. I love Huey Lewis. He was so sports, sports. is a great album. Of course you think sports One of my favorite is a albums, great of album. His next album sports. was called Four, F-O-R-E, about, like, not about golf, but he, he named golf, it after. He loves, yeah, he loves golf. golf. He plays in the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach every year. 
He was course, so uh, good back in our day. You know, back to the Future is probably my favorite, favorite movie. movie growing up. And of course, is the love anthem from Back to the Future. I got one for you. Take a five-year-old or an almost five-year-old. Plop him down on the couch on a Saturday morning and put on Back to the Future and try to explain what in the ever-loving F is happening. Bo watched that movie with me and was like, I don't get it. What? What? Why is it now? Why is he now? What's going on? I'm like, he's in a different era. What's an era? So we're in, we're in 2023. If we went back 50 years, we'd be in 1973. What is that? What is that car? Where? Why is? Why is he dressed like a spaceman? What's that thing he puts on those headphones? It was. I go. I'm done. All right, Riddler. It's time. We got. <laughs> let's put on Daniel Tiger. I go. This is excruciating. It was the number one. He'll sit and watch Top Gun and be like, you know, he doesn't know what's going on, but he knows the Jets are cool and the guys are cool and whatever. He'll watch Major League and he gets baseball and he gets some of the jokes. Back to the Future might as well have been like calculus to him. I mean, he was like, I never really thought about that, but at some oh, age, man, you don't understand. So you don't understand time. No, until a certain age, he has no idea the concept of time, none whatsoever. Hey, it's six thirty in the morning, bud. The world's just always been the way it is right now. Correct. That's the world. It exists, and there's always been iPads, and yeah, there's always been, you know, internet and everything like that. It doesn't compute that. You go back in time, 30 years, 50 years, 70 years, and the world was a completely different place than it is now. Let me get a Pepsi free. Hey, pal, if I give you a Pepsi, you're going to pay for it. Uh, let, me let me have a tap. You can't have, you can't have a tap unless you order something. something. He's looking at that going, I, Dad, I don't get it. I'm like, you know what, buddy? I, this is my fault. This is my fault altogether. I meant to do that bit like two months ago after we watched it on a Saturday, and he was like, yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> I don't know what to tell. When Marty's disappearing from the picture, explain that. Try to explain why kids he's, are disappearing. He's being erased from existence. From history. Because he prevented his parents from meeting, <laughs> from meeting. for the first time, and then he's never going to be born. Wait, so that is his mom? Why is he dancing with his mom? Why is his mom in love with him? I'm like, I, buddy, I, I don't know what to tell she you. She doesn't know it's it's her son because he came from the future. Oh, okay. Dude, I mean, it was like a, it was a lesson in futility. It was so so futile. And now it came out when I was like eight, I think. And yeah, I, totally I was like got ten, it at that eight, point, eight or so, nine. Yeah, yeah. I think it I got m- it too. Must be in the next year or two that no, the concept I, of time starts to take hold. I think I pretended to understand a lot of it. I really do. Like the picture thing. I, I think I pretended to understand. Uh, what was happening, and you know the terrorists and the plutonium, and it's a great movie. But yeah, I think you need to be about twelve or thirteen with some concept of of what's going on. But yeah, swing and a miss for the old man here. Mm. It's a good bit though. Good theme also on the uh, the Daily Ditty this week. Thank Very you. Fun. Uh, let's uh, let's just a little quickly get into Tiger. Yesterday, I didn't get to watch it live, but I did go back and and see the highlights. And I I must say that I told you. I wouldn't be surprised if he shot a 78 and struggled, but you can't be that surprised when he does something special. And the way he finished, birdie, 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 to finish his round yesterday, uh, to me, that was the sports story of the day, bar none Not close. Uh, in the world yesterday was seeing Tiger shoot a two-under 69. I mean, he's five shots off the lead, but you know he has a decent round today. He'll make the cut at uh, the 
Genesis Invitational, which is pretty incredible when you think about it, how little he's gotten to play, how bad that injury was, as he said yesterday. I mean, they almost had to amputate his leg. He almost died, really, in that car accident. Nearly lost his leg, and yet here he is two years later still competing and beating by the way, guys like Scotty Scheffler, you know, the number one golfer in the world, he can still go out there and shoot a lower score than top golfers in the world. Just tells you something about Tiger, his will, his his competition, his level of wanting to dominate everything that he does. It's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, have we seen a have we seen an athlete in another sport that's like Tiger Woods? Who's the closest? Was it Tom Brady? In terms of competitive level that Tiger has, it's almost a disease that Tiger has. Yeah, no question. How um, badly he wants to win and compete when when he's out there. Well, you 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 watched him yesterday, and and really the most impressive thing is he's he's out driving guys that are younger. That you know, I mean, the the ball speed was there, the club head speed was there, the distance was there, and it was uh, it was really really fun to watch. Man, I I got to see the last three holes, um, just sitting on the edge of my bed. Man, I. Came in for that last putt on 18, and Bo was there. And I go, does he make it? And he looked. He goes, yeah. And he sinks it, and we both just go just go crazy. Uh was really, really cool to see. But, um, yeah, he's getting a little hot water, too. Did you see what happened? I did. All right, we'll I do did. it and don't do this. Yeah. You we'll know, do it and don't do this. It's both cringy and a little bit legendary. Yep. And it's very Tiger, what he did yesterday with Justin Thomas that uh, was caught surreptitiously i think and it was supposed to be something that was just private between the two of them but it became very everywhere very public and we'll have that coming up in a little while on don't do this all right let's um let's give away some legion tickets we've been doing this all week and i want to make sure if you're looking for something to do this weekend uh tomorrow the san diego legion open their rugby season major league rugby kicks off at snapdragon stadium and we've got a pair of tickets for the home opener to give away to our early tier ones, uh, be the third caller at 833-288-0973. I will give you a pair of tickets and give you a shot at winning a VIP suite. Tickets to the game as well. Tickets are on sale at sdlegion.com. I think it's a 4 o'clock uh, beginning for tomorrow's game. So call now, 833-288-0973. All right, we'll come back. Padres sign a uh, former high school star here in San Diego who... Once upon a time, was never interested in playing for his hometown team. I saw a lot of discourse about this on Twitter yesterday. I, I can't wait to break it down. We can take your calls if you want to weigh in eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. I'd love to have, I'd love to have some of the people that were upset about it, and and love to have some people that you know willing to forgive and forget. I like that. All right, Ben Woods on the fan. We'll be right back. I don't want bites to dust them. I don't want bites to dust them. 
We were able to give away those uh, SD Legion tickets, which means our phone lines are back open if you want to talk a little bit about the Padres agreeing to a minor league deal yesterday with Cole Hamels. And I feel old because I think the first year that I started covering the Padres and baseball in San Diego was the senior year of high school for Cole Hamels, who is now 39 years old and, and trying to extend his major league pitching career a little bit longer here and doing so for his hometown team, potentially. We'll talk about uh, the latest signing for your San Diego Padres after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, so the Padres uh, yesterday agreed to a minor league contract with Cole Hamels. If he makes the major league squad, I believe uh, it reportedly will make uh, him $2 million, up to $4 million in bonuses. A former NLCS World Series MVP was one of the better pitchers in the game for certainly a, a at least a few-year period oh, with yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies, also pitched for uh, the Cubs, and later he's the Rangers, and uh, obviously the last couple of years, has not and they have not been good ones for Cole Hamels. I think he's made one start in the last, what, three years? Three innings plus in three years as he's dealt with a variety of injuries with his shoulder. Um, you know, most people probably assumed Cole Hamels was done, retired, out of baseball, but he wasn't ready to give it up, and has been throwing for scouts lately. Some good reviews that I had seen in the past. The Padres were one of the teams that were there for his workouts, and ultimately it led to yesterday's agreement, Woods. Yeah, it did. I mean, you're talking about... Hang on. Axel. Kendry Morales with a home run. <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero had key hits along, <coughs> excuse me, along the way. I was trying to and start the Angels before you batting order. <laughs> Angels batting order. Angels batting order just, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. <clears throat> wore out the uh, Red Sox First pitching staff. <clears throat> I think I know it by heart now. Um, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball, Benny. You're talking about a guy on a Hall of Fame trajectory at one time. World Series MVP. Uh, even you look at his numbers now, 163 wins, 122 losses, a 3-4-3 ERA, over 2,500 strikeouts. I mean, again, had he stayed healthy... The guy's cruising. He's cruising to the Hall of Fame, and that's the real that's the real drag for for a guy like Cole Hamels. Um, just couldn't stay healthy, man. Could not stay healthy. Could not stay on the field. And um, that that guy was four and zero in the postseason. He won the World Series MVP. I mean, that is that's some serious serious s right there, man. So um, I I had I had no problem with the move. I do remember these comments. I was yeah, here so, at the time. You know, he went to Rancho Bernardo High School, yep. was a, a prep star here in San Diego. And then once he started making it big with the Phillies, there was constantly, I remember, constant talk among Padres fans. Hey, this is a guy the Padres should sign, yep. bring home. Bring him home, bring him agent. home, bring him home. They should trade for him. Wouldn't he look great in a Padres uniform pitching for his hometown team? Yet it never happened, and as the years kind of went on, it slowly became obvious, and eventually he kind of said it outright, that, that he had no interest in pitching for the San Diego Padres, like like none, you know, earlier in his career. He didn't want to come home and pitch for the Padres. Yeah, the quote John Heyman uh, tweeted on February 23rd, 2012, that's 11 years ago, said, why Hamels couldn't play for Hometown SD? Why would I want to go where fans only support you from the third inning through the sixth? Um, He said, uh, the ownership alienate their own fans by not keeping guys around, especially the guys they develop. They won't keep an Adrian Gonzalez or go get that big-name guy. That's just hard on a fan. 
I guess his parents heard these comments and ripped him and said, hey, what are you talking about? And uh, he said, well, this is what we used to talk about at the dinner table when I was in high school. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's a minor league deal. Uh, I, I feel a little bit out of school, you know, because I wasn't born and raised here and didn't grow up here. So I, I'm, I don't want to talk out of school. Ben, you're a native. Do you, do you care one way or the other? Was he wrong about some of these comments that he made back in 2012? I mean, I think, I don't, I think bringing the fans into it yeah. was a mistake it's a tough because one. it. You know, it's not the fans' fault. It's the ownership's fault. That back then. the team, you know, is is mired at the bottom of the standings every year, and they're not willing to go out and spend money on big free agents. Clearly, it's a completely different era of Padres baseball, and you know they're spending big money on big time players. Fans are coming in droves, and Petco Park is packed every night. Uh, so, uh, in a way. You know, Cole Hamill's got what he always wanted. He's going to get to pitch for a team that's trying to win a World Series, that's, you know, keeping big-time talent here, and the fans are nuts, crazy for the team. Um, but I do feel like back then, the Padres had loyal, good fans. Sure, and that yeah, was the, that's a, that that's was a good the point. One, that was the one part of it that you could criticize. Yeah, it's just an organization that, you know, I don't like the direction they're going in, so I don't want to pitch for them. But to throw the fans under the bus and say they only support the team from the third through the sixth inning, that sounds more like, you know, what they describe Dodgers fans that's, as. Yeah, you know, that's the late always... arriving, early leaving fans. I've never gotten the sense that Padres fans were like that. You know, they you know, they've supported their team through some very lean seasons. The Dodgers have not had the lean kind of years, you know, long term that the Padres have had. Yeah, no and, question. And so you know, it's it's a totally different thing to criticize the fans. So I was a little upset when I saw those comments by Cole Hamels back, back in know, the day. a decade ago. Yeah. I, I did not blame him, though, for, you know, he's got a career and wants to maximize it. And if it, it doesn't coincide with what was, quite frankly, a pretty down era of Padres baseball, that, to me, is perfectly fine. And that makes perfect sense to, to me as a, a guy who knows, hey, you know, if, if you get a few years, you maybe your prime is like four or five years. Don't necessarily want to waste it on a team that I don't think is going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. All I kept thinking was uh, Eddie Harris saying, "Oh, now you come around. He's not fooled." That's that's the, the first thing that popped into my head. Uh, I think people do want to be a part of this team and this organization now, and I, I certainly can't blame them for that. I mean, I feel like it's the few and the proud and the chosen. Uh, here and you heard Michael Walker's comments the other day about, hey man, the league's on notice. They're they're doing some fun. We are doing some fun stuff down here in San Diego. So I mean, good for him. And I I like a guy that is wants to keep trying. That's you know to to battle through some of the things he's been through in his personal life as well. Um, I, I just think you know give the guy a shot. I, I would say it's a long shot that he makes the roster, wouldn't you? Yes, I yeah, would. I would. So. I would. Um, I mean, and, like, and, and here's why. Hey, by the way, if you've got some thoughts here, join us. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Padres fans, it's a long shot because you know you, he's going to have to really exceed expectations during spring training. I mean, he's going to have to make it absolutely a hundred percent clear that he is one of the best five starters, he, or six, you know, or six starters. He can't go out and show some potential during spring training and just 
be given a spot in the starting rotation. He's going to have to force the issue. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, kind of the way Fernando Tatis did a few years ago when he was expected to start the year in the minors but was just so impressive in spring that the Padres had no choice, really, but to to start him on the opening day roster. Cole Hamels is going to have to do something like that. If if he looks like the best Padres starting pitcher in spring training, then he'll be on this roster and have a chance to compete. If he looks like, well... He's close to like a Seth Lugo at the back of the rotation. I don't think that's going to be enough to earn a spot because then they're going to have to kick someone off the forty man roster. Yeah. They're going to have to make you know they're going to have to commit more money to someone. They'll need to be very sure, is my guess, uh, to actually carve out a spot for Cole Hamels here in twenty twenty three. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Brian tweets in. He goes, "I'm sorry to admit this, but." Cole spot on right with everything he said, including the fans. Nothing against us diehard San Diego fans, but we're also Southern California fans, and we have that lifestyle. Um, our buddy Capuchin says, Hamels was a Dodgers fan all along and a bandwagon fan at that. I mean, listen, they were talking about things that he did in high school and stuff. Um, this isn't a situation where you look at it and go, well, I'm worried because of the character issues of Cole Hamels. Uh, Might have spoken out of school. Character yeah. issues. No, that's not, that's not, I'm saying there aren't any. No. There, what I'm saying is there are pitchers out there that the Padres could bring in and you go, oh, my God, why would we do this? You know, the character issues are far outweighing. There's none of that with Cole Hamels. Um, you know, this is this is some things that he said years ago. But no, he's he's incredibly smart. He's in, got a he's got a, a a very amazing foundation that he and his family runs. Uh, he has an adopted kid from Ethiopia. I yeah. mean, in terms of like good guys, Cole Hamels is an outstanding human being from everything that you know he's done and shown over his big league career. Yeah, no question, man. So I, it's hard for me not to hard for me not to pull for a guy like that that's uh, that's trying to make his way back, man. For one more year in the sun, maybe two, whatever. Um, do you get the sense, though, and I don't know, I don't, we, haven't, we haven't talked to him. I would love to talk to him next week. Cole Hamels was like one of my favorite pitchers to watch. I've met him a couple times, really nice guy. Would you get the sense, though, that if they say, hey, man, you're almost like, we got 26 guys we can bring, you're 27, would you take a, a, an assignment to El Paso? Do you think he's going to go down and ride the buses with Philip Wellman down in El Paso? That's a question because that close, then there's probably another team that, that wants him. would want him, and and the Padres at that point would have to, I would assume, would have to let him go if he doesn't make the big league club and he wants to go somewhere else. But if he's that close and the Padres can say, hey, we don't have a spot for you on the 26th man here on March 30th. Right. But we certainly envision a, a point where we're going to need you this season. And if you can stay sharp and, and pitch down in AAA and you're willing to do that, then you might be able to help us win a World Series ring at some point what this year. What did we say the Padres opened the season with? 20, 25, four and 24 and 25 days? days? Yeah. I mean, Julio Tehran, Cole Hamels, Brent Honeywell, there's a lot of really interesting names. And all of this, Ben, could change at the drop of a hat. You know, somebody could go down. God forbid somebody could pull a hammy or tweak an elbow. I mean, it's just having depth is, is not going to hurt this ball club. So I, I, let's go out to the phones. 833-288-0973. we got Bob calling in. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Morning, Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I was one of those... Cole Hamels, I wouldn't say haters. I mean, I really liked Hamels as a pitcher. Um, I was a little irritated with his comments back then. I didn't disagree with the ownership stuff. The owners did alienate the fans, but 
we still averaged almost 26,000 per game in 2011, 2012. So, like, the, the guy that texted you, he was way off. You know, there was more than diehard fans. Yeah. we There's some real – I mean, we have been watching <laughs> whatever derogative term you want to put in front of baseball. <laughs> Terrible. Um, for a very long time. I mean, I mean, I started – I was a fan in 1969. I was seven years old. You sound you know, like I, you're I, about I, 35 years old. Dude, I owe you a beer for that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, that's the that's the issue here. It's uh, he didn't he didn't get it. But again, nobody wanted to play for the Padres, and he's right. You know, the Adrian Gonzalez stuff was it. I mean, nothing irritated us more than to watch good players leave because they didn't yep. want to play here. So. I think it's karma, and I think it, it plays for both the Padres. It's the Padres' way of saying, we're not those guys anymore, and we're the ones you want to play with, whether you like it or not, and this is what it, it's going to take for you to do it. And Hamels is going to have to decide, hey, can I? am I good enough? And, and, and I, So I love this move because I think it, 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 it puts the Padres in a situation where we're like, fine, we don't care what happened 10 years ago. Today's today. It's a new game. Our fans are still here. You want to play? Show us you're good enough to be a Padre. Love it, man. It's a great call. If you were the uh, Bob, thank you. If you were the the dork in high school who couldn't land any of the popular girls to go with you to the homecoming dance, and then all of a sudden, ten years later, you're successful. You got in shape. You're handsome. You look great, and you have you know those same same women would love to date you. Are, do you say no at that point, or do you go? You just take advantage and go. Okay, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's go out on a date. Really this good is analogy. The Padres, actually. the Padres are the kind of the they got really hot the over the summer. Kid. <laughs> got, yeah, who got really hot, and now they kind of have their pick of who they want to go out with, and and everyone who dismissed them earlier. Now they could hold grudges and say, good. "Hey, if you didn't love me at my when I, what was what's the meme that went around? If if you weren't with me for my this, then you can't be with me now." Sort remember of thing. you can you can go that direction but who are you really who are you really hurting if you do that if you hold grudges against people if they can help you win now then let them help you win now take advantage of the fact that you've turned yourself around and have become a desirable destination for players now as you know Cole Hamels just wasn't ever really into the Padres he yeah. was he wasn't into the Padres it's not a crime as much as we would like it to be, it's not a crime to not be a Padres fan. I mean, I grew up in Texas most of my life. I couldn't stand the Rangers. I couldn't stand them. You know, I didn't have a, like a, a father figure or grandfather figure to guide me along, and that was a, a, a Rangers fan. I couldn't stand them. I actively rooted against them, and I grew up right there. And because he wasn't that into the Padres, either growing up or, you know, as he became a big leaguer. Didn't really know that much, I think, about the fan base, and that led to some some comments out of school. If we talked about the Minnesota Twins fan base right now, doubt we could do so with a tremendous degree of expertise on exactly you know what the Minnesota Twins fan base is right now. Not that I hate the Twins, I just don't know that much about them. I didn't grow up in Minnesota, couldn't tell you you know you know that much about the team well, other than they're, they're, they're classic era kind of guys you know there's layers right there's layers of being a fan and and um you know like my kids ben my kids won't know they will maybe someday they probably will someday if they're a sports fan but they, they won't if, know if they grasp the concept of time of time and, and money you know the, which the ni- neither of them have <laughs> 
for my son, Bo, who's coming out to spring training, it's just, oh, there's Manny, and there's Tatis, and oh, this new guy, Xander, he looks really nice. Oh, and there's Juan Soto. I really like him. Oh, Josh Hader throws really hard. Oh, I love Joe Musgrove. Got a signed picture of him in my, in my room. Oh, I love Trent Grisham. This is just their reality. And you can't, you're not going to wear my kids out in 10 years. Like, well, you weren't here for the lean years, pal. Like, what can I do? You know, I was born at a certain time. So, good analogy, though, with the uh, the high school nerd. All guests on Meta Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. We got some take on Woods. Have that uh, Corbin Burns oh. audio. Not happy with his own team, the Milwaukee Brewers. That's all coming up on 97.3 The Fan.